This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. They told everybody the bill of goods, meaning Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. They told Woody Johnson, this is our guy, the second pick of the draft. And I'm sure Woody Johnson said, I like Zach Wilson, but are you sure? Yes, we can turn him into a quarterback. <laughs> then they said, no, we can't. Aaron Rodgers mentor him, and you still can't turn him into a quarterback. And that's why Robert Sala had that whole, I'm going to plead the fifth. On that decision, he wants to bench Zach Wilson. He just can't. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Coach Sala said, it wasn't me. <laughs> it should be Zach. I'm Robert Sala. I want to make this decision, but I really can't. Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It's the Wednesday Groovathon edition of Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from hearing what you have to say in terms of which second-half storylines in the NFL are you paying attention to Hit us up right now on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. And we know that the New York Jets will be a part of that second-half storyline, specifically when it comes to their quarterback. What are they going to do about Zach Wilson? Now, yesterday on the Michael K. Show on ESPN New York 90.7 FM, Robert Sala said this and when he was asked a question, when are you going to move on from Zach Wilson by Michael Kay? You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from a passionate fan, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly, you know, but it's, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and just see where we are and, and look at the all 22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So today he kind of spread the blame around you turn on the tape and are there things that Zach needed to do better yesterday a hundred percent he knows it we know it everyone knows it but are there areas of the field where we could have been better for him as a play caller sure are there areas on the field where we could have been better as position coaches putting our players in position yes could the players have been better from an execution standpoint catching the ball blocking running the right route being more efficient in the run game absolutely and and sometimes it's very obvious when you turn on the all 22 that the quarterback is just incapable it's not the case here. Okay, once again, not saying you should not defend your quarterback when you picked him second in the draft. So I give kudos to Robert Sala for saying, look, he wasn't the only guy out there playing like garbage Monday night versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Other guys like Alan Lazard, who had a couple of drops. The offensive line, they were dropping assignments all over the place. <laughs> the defense, like, look, we played a lot of snaps. We did the best we could, and there were guys missing tackles at the end because they'd been on that field far too long, and they just got worn down, and that's just a fact of the matter when it comes to happening on Monday night. But it still gets to the crux of the matter here, Harry. What are they going to do about Zach Wilson? Because I guarantee you right now, even the New York Jets don't have an answer to that question. Yeah, I think Robert Sala and his tone lets us all know that it's above his head, right? And when I say above his head, it goes to the GM, Joe Douglas. It goes to the owner and Woody Johnson. So a lot of people think the head coach, when it comes to executive decisions like that, Mm -hmm. it's just him. Well, if he's not the general manager as well, then no, it's not on him, right? You always have people that are higher than you. And I would say this, when I was in Tennessee – um, I, I remember one of the coaches came to me. It was like, hey, so-and-so is going to play. I'm not going to say the position uh, group, but I was like, why? He was <laughs> like, well, upstairs wants him to play. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I was one of the leaders on the team, and 
I had to go to him like, hey, listen, man, you're yeah. about to play. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you're ready because you don't take it seriously. Okay. And from a study standpoint, you need to lock in more. But when the call is coming from upstairs, it's nothing you can do as a head coach. It's nothing you can do as assistant coaches because that decision is their decision and their general manager. They're the owner for a reason. Uh-huh. And if they say they want A, B, C, D to be playing, you you better put A, B, C, D on that football field or you're going to be up out of there. I can't tell you how many times something like that has happened in this business when it comes to media. I could write a book yep. on how many people that should have been in positions but got bypassed because somebody above their paying title grade wanted so-and-so to have that position because they believed in that so-and-so, even if so-and-so was not even anywhere near as talented as the person that got bypassed. I can, I can, I've lost count how many times either I've seen it happen or experienced it or knew about it happening to somebody else. But if you're the New York Jets, it can't be that. If you're Woody Johnson, you can't say, you guys promised me you better make him a quarterback. If you're Woody Johnson, you say, guys, we've had two and a half years. He's doing the same things he did as a rookie. He's doing the same things he did as a second-year player. And all the things he's done have not been good to look at him and say, oh, yeah, that's the guy going forward that's going to be better no matter what kind of mentorship that we've had a chance to have be a part of that program with Aaron Rodgers coming over. You cannot allow your ego or your stubbornness to get in the way of the fact. I don't care if Trevor Simeon, he can't play either. But you can't tell me that guys would not rally more around Trevor Simeon than the guy they tried to rally around but has let them down each and every time. Prime example last year, Mike White came in, and you would have thought he was the second coming of Joe Namath, the way they treated him. And then he went out there and delivered in a couple of games. Even one game where I I think he ran out of ribs against the Buffalo Bills (laughs) having to take it out of his body. And he still kept that team in contention because he kept battling. That's what guys responded to. They look at Zach Wilson and they're looking, why am I going to respond and try to help him? He's not going to help himself. He's not going to help us. And the body language on Monday night, Harry, when the Chargers went a 14 to 3, it was if they said to themselves, man, we got no chance because that quarterback is not going to lead the way. And what happened? They were proven correct. So if you're Woody Johnson, it can't be about, you're going to make this work. They've tried. They've given it every effort to make it work. And he's just not cut out to be a starting quarterback. Maybe not with this team, maybe not in the NFL, but definitely not now for the New York Jets. Well, it's as simple as can you let go of your pride, right? And mm-hmm. I, and that's why I commend the San Francisco 49ers because it, even though they had found someone else, but still, they didn't keep, you know, Trey Lance around Absolutely. trying to still figure out if he could be the guy for their football team. No doubt. So they moved on, they cut ties. There are so many times across sports, period, whether it's baseball, hockey, basketball, football, where you have these front office executives, they're trying to make something work that's not going to work to prove that they were right and mm-hmm. don't want to admit that they were wrong in mm-hmm. picking certain guys sure. to the point where it's a detriment to their football team. No doubt about that. I think when it comes to the Jets, we've seen enough of Zach Wilson. We know what he can and what he can't do. So it's time to move forward now and move towards your future. I don't think Zach Wilson is in the future when it comes to the New York Jets. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, we know that Aaron Rodgers will be a part of the Jets' future. Is that going to be 2023 or 2024? Aaron Rodgers, what say you? It's, it's frustrating, but I'm not healthy, so it's hard to even take my mind there at this point. If this were just a real bad calf strain, I'd definitely be out there. You know, It wouldn't be a question. I did it 
in the 14 season for multiple weeks, um, you know, over that stretch. But we're still uh, we're still a little bit ways off of uh, you know I got I got to hit markers and then I got to get on the practice field. Then they got to open up the window for me to come back from IR. So we there's a lot a lot that, that has to happen. Not saying it can't get accelerated. But there's still a lot of things I got to do before we can even talk about getting on the field. That sounds like a nobody said the Pat McAfee show <laughs> yesterday. But then again, he did hold out hope. So a couple's two, a few's three. Yep. A Rushmore is four. That's I'm right. aware of this. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying. You know, Handful, it's gonna be five, it's gonna five, be a few. A pantheon. It's gonna be a yeah, few six. a few fortnights. It'll be a few fortnights. Aaron Rodgers loves himself some Aaron Rodgers. Because he knows that anything he says, when you can use a phrase that has not been used since the Revolutionary War or every year in June (laughs) and July at Wimbledon, you know that you're going to be the guy that's going to control the narrative. He believes, this is just me spitballing, he believes deep in his soul. There's no way he's going to come back and play football in 2023. That doesn't mean that you can't get in touch with Aaron Rodgers and say, well, maybe possibly a couple of fortnights. I'm not sure. Because he knows that people <laughs> are going to pay attention no matter how he feels or what he has to say. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, watching that game on, on Monday night, when you seen the run game not be valuable, when you see you know, Zach Wilson, when he held the ball for more than two and a half seconds and eight sacks came upon his body. My gosh. Mm -hmm. You see the drops by some of the guys on the team. You see the fumbles, right? All these things Aaron Rodgers is witnessing and looking at with his own eyes and saying to himself, boy, do I – is this – do I want to come back? I'm I'm recovering right now from an Achilles injury. Yeah. And then I got to go out here with this offensive line, that same offensive line that we had questions about to start the season? Mm -hmm. No, sir. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. not in Big Mama's house. (laughs) Uh-uh. <laughs> Not in Big Mama's house. <laughs> there'll be no grits. There'll be no gravy. There'll no. be no. There'll be no candy halves involving Big Mama's house in that whole deal. <laughs> oh, good. I'll Lord. be coming out of nowhere, don't afraid. <laughs> but you know what? You always take it somewhere, so we're all glad of that. You don't. You don't. You don't bring these things out of nowhere, and then we're stuck in the middle of nowhere. We know where you're going when you say stuff like that. So Aaron Rodgers will not be part of the second half storyline, in our, in our opinion, being on the field again for the New York Jets. Well, what about you? Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Join the conversation of Dr. Pepper call in line part of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Which NFL second half storyline are you paying the most attention to? Phone lines are lighting up the way in on this. AJ in Louisiana, what second half storyline in the NFL are you paying attention to? What's up, man? Everyday listener. Enjoy you listening to you guys on the ride home. Appreciate Big time you. Cowboys fan. But I'm trying to figure out what are we going to do if we don't make a deep playoff run, man? We've got to make some changes because the window's getting smaller every day, and it's going to close sooner or later. AJ, as a fellow Cowboy fan like I am with you, that's the biggest question to me. I believe the Cowboys will be in the playoffs. They're going to be a playoff team. But once they get there, then what kind of playoff team are we going to see? What kind of Dallas Cowboys team are we going to see? And stop laughing, Harry Dozier. I'm laughing because <laughs> if the Cowboys don't make the NFC Championship game, well, I know one damn thing they're going to do. Well, Mike McCarthy won't be the head coach of the Dallas and, Cowboys and, next year. And Dan Quinn will be the head coach. Yep. Yeah, that's one That's one thing I do know. <laughs> you were just smirking <laughs> and smiling. I'm like, well, I know this is funny to you. It so is. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh my! And, I don't know why Cowboys fans think I hate them. I don't mm-hmm. hate y'all at all. 
There are times where I definitely want y'all to win because I get right. to talk about you more. Right. Like, in a, in a, in a, I want to talk about y'all in a positive light. But right. when you're not able to get past the divisional round and mm-hmm. not even make a conference championship, I know. then that's not good for, for, for America's team. That's yeah. not good for Jerry Jones, even though he says we got to pay Micah. Yeah, and also I, I like where we are right now as a team, once again, in second behind the Eagles. Got their head beat in by the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals Keep going. and lost a game they could have won versus the Eagles, but uh, you tell them you like where your team is right yeah, now. He, he can take that like and go somewhere else with that as far as I'm concerned, and I'm saying as a Cowboys fan. Kyle in Michigan, what second-half storyline in the NFL are you paying attention to, brother? So it's the story that nobody's talking about. We mm-hmm. talk about these teams all individually, mm-hmm. but if the playoffs started today, mm-hmm. all four teams in the AFC North are in the playoffs. Is the AFC North the strongest division in the NFL right now? Well, not right now. They've been the strongest division in the NFL before the season got started. I agree. <laughs> I, I said before the season got started, and Harry and I talked about this when we filled in on the morning show. I said, you look at those four teams, and if Cleveland can get any kind of offense to go what we believe is going to be a really good defense, that's going to be the best division in football. When you are a Pittsburgh offensively challenged football team in that division, and you're 5-3, and three, that tells me all I need to know. They're clear and far away the best division in football, and we believe that before the season got started about the AFC North. Now, I will say this, but when it's all said and done, I believe one of those teams will be left out, and I believe that's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's mm-hmm. because, for me, offensive standpoint, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't bet a damn nickel <laughs> on anything they're doing offensively. I just wouldn't. I trust their defense. I trust Mike, Mike Tomlin. I don't trust Mike, Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. I don't trust that offensive line. Yep. I don't trust what Najee Harris we're going to get game in and game out. Right. So I don't trust them to get the ball to George Pickens. Uh-huh. I, so it's a lot of things I don't trust when it comes to their offense. And then when I look at their schedule, they still got to play uh-huh. the Cleveland Browns one uh-huh. more time. Uh, the they got to play the Cincinnati Bengals twice. Uh-huh. They got to play the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can no longer look at the Indianapolis coach and say, you know what, that's a win for us, y'all. Absolutely. Gardner Minshew doing his thing over there. That defense, Kenny Moore, two pick sixes. Can't wait. That boy bad. Oh, what? pay attention tomorrow, folks. Yep. I'm telling you right now. That's right. And by the way, he'll be doing that boy bad part of the get-up crew, meaning Harry Douglas from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time in ESPN. But any team coached by Mike Tomlin always has the ability. Yep. And always has a chance. We can talk about that schedule and how their offense would not have been good in the 19th century with leather helmets and a flying wedge. But any team coached by Mike Tomlin always has a chance. Remember. And as long as T.J. Watt stays healthy, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Alex Highsmith, I think mm-hmm. that's the best duo rushing the passer yep. right now in the National Football League. Those yep. two guys, go get them, boys. Exactly. They, go, they go and get them. Remember, you've been warned about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Trey, in Minnesota, what NFL second-half storyline, my brother, you paying attention to? Yo, how y'all doing, man? We're Appreciate good. y'all taking my call. Absolutely. Hey, Douglas, I used to go in with you on Madden, bro. My boys, they was mad, bro. We was going hey, hard appreciate that, man. We used to give them the business. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Tell all your boys off to shut rip, up. Off the rip. <laughs> like little Richard, you say, what I shut to touch up. On is, um, what I wanted to touch on is this year we got Daniel Jones hurt, Kirk Cousins out for the season, Rodgers out for the season, Richardson out for the season. So I want to know if 
they're going to go on and say that quarterbacks should be devalued the way running backs are devalued because they want to say running backs are the only ones that get hurt. I'm a ball player, bro. I know everybody gets hurt. So I want them to quit putting the finger on the running back and let the world know everybody gets hurt. What y'all think? Well, we know what position Trey plays. Yeah, Running back. Running back. Uh But, 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 Trey, I'll be honest with you, boss. There were never... Ever, as long as the, the, the game of football is around, mm-hmm. there would never be a time where they devalue the quarterback position yeah. because it's the mm-hmm. most important on mm-hmm. the football field. The NFL treats running backs like an ugly man in a bar. They have nothing to lose. Yep. You got to you gotta catch, you gotta catch somebody that got the beer goggles. Absolutely. And hope, I hope they can't see straight. Believe me, those running backs, they're, they're 2 of 10 and then they're 2 of 2. That's yep. how the NFL treats running backs in those kind of situations. But that's a great question. They're not going to devalue that position. But running backs, maybe Jonathan Taylor getting his deal. Maybe it could be a paradigm shift. It's not going to change overnight. But I know from an NFL general manager, and I see a Saquon Barkley out there, and the Giants are not going to pay him thinking, hmm, we had a guy like that to our football team. Can you imagine Saquon with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud, what he's going to look like the rest oh of the goodness. season? Can you imagine those two together in Houston in 2024 if the Giants keep fooling around and finding out by not paying Saquon Barkley and, and giving the multi-year contract extension that he deserves? Lord have mercy. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Hillary in Houston, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Hillary, what is the second-half storyline in the NFL that you're paying attention to? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, First-time caller, but not for a lack of trying. (laughs) And I hope at the end of this call, (laughs) hope at the end of this call, uh, it leaves uh, Harry with the feeling of, that boy, what I wanted to call about is uh, San Francisco. Uh, last year, they uh, got off to a slow start. They said coming into this year, they wanted to get off to a fast start, which they did. And then they went on a three-game slide, and they've made another trade uh, midseason. So I want to see with this, new tr- with this trade they have, uh, will they go on another uh, run like they did last year and hopefully get to and win that Super Bowl? Now, I would say this about the San Francisco 49ers, and I think because of what we've seen from them the last, I'll say, four to five years, mm-hmm. that's a football team I'm not going to be worried about. Right? It's the same yep. thing when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely. They've started slow the last two years. Not worried about them this year. I never was worried about them this year. Right. San Francisco 49ers, they've done some things like this the last two years, yeah. and they've been able to go on runs and win a ton of games in a row mm-hmm. playing conference championships. So those are two teams, yep. I would say, in the National Football League, when they have a two-game loss, a three-game loss, I'm not worried about them because mm-hmm. they've been there before. It might not be three losses in a row, right. but early on in the season, yeah. things weren't looking bright, and they figured things out and made the proper adjustments and were able to go on big runs uh, towards the end of the year. We'll find out Sunday when they're at Jacksonville because Jacksonville believes yep. they, don't need, they don't need prayer, they don't need a congregation, they don't need a baptismal pool. <laughs> they believe <laughs> They're as good as anybody in the AFC. And when you got a litmus test kind of game with a 49ers team that a lot of people thought, man, it wasn't about championship-level type teams in modern NFL in 2023. That 49ers team was in that circle. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, the 49ers are coming to your place. You're like, look, we know what you guys think you are. We know what you are. We're going to find out what kind of adjustments the 49ers made, Harry, in that bye week three-game losing streak, and then you're going on the road to play a Jacksonville Jaguars team 
that they believe they are as good as their 6-2 and two record coming into this game. Yeah, Jacksonville is a team that I don't think enough people are talking about. This Amen. team has won five games in a row, Freddie, yep. and they have an opportunity right now to make a statement on Sunday if they're able to get their sixth win in a row and put San Francisco in a four-game skid. Yeah. It's just going to be a matchup that I'm looking forward to. It's going to be hot down there in Jacksonville. It's mm-hmm. going to be muggy. Duval. Duval. <laughs> they're going to be ready and waiting. For a game like that. We talk about Miami not being able to play the big boys. Jacksonville believes they can beat the big boys. There's questions about the Miami Dolphins doing that. They're 0-3 in those situations. But Jacksonville say, hey, we beat Buffalo. Miami got the full beat not on by Buffalo. We beat that team. in Granted, across the pond. But we won that game fair and square. If that doesn't make people believers about Jacksonville, then Harry, maybe nothing will. Last thing I'll say on this subject. I'm looking forward to seeing Doug Peterson and Kyle Shanahan. Mm. who's going to win that matchup? Mm. Huh, Dougie P? Yeah. That's what Rayshon Jenkins say. They call him Dougie P. Well, huh, Kyle Shad? What What you got? Well, I want to see who's going to be the best man on Sunday. Way, I, I, whoever's going to be the best man, I don't care who wins or loses. I don't worry about those two coaches. I know they can coach yep. when it comes to Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco and Doug Peterson when it comes to Jacksonville. Speaking of those two teams, in 40 minutes, they'll be part of what we're calling this weekend, put up or shut up in the NFL weekend. They're going to be one of four games, meaning they're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Francisco 49ers, joining three other games. And we'll let you know, out of those two teams in a particular game, who has to put up or shut up. We do that in 40 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Keep weighing in, 888-729-3776. What NFL second-half storyline are you paying attention to? Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call on the line at 888-ESPN. Meanwhile, in Michigan, we're right now in punishment, discipline, limbo mode how do we get here well we know that why are we still here we'll tell you that keep it on espn radio and the espn app the freddie and harry podcast enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code first take and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's no hype to say that maybe Jim Harbaugh's coached his last game at the University of Michigan. Hmm... He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together in the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Right now we're in punishment, discipline, weight mode, and here's why. You know about the sign-stealing scandal involving Michigan and those allegations. Well, right now the Big Ten is poised to impose discipline for violating, meaning Michigan, the sportsmanship policy. The league recently sent Michigan a notice of disciplinary action required by the sportsmanship policy. In the event, it becomes clear that an institution is likely to be subjected to penalties. Michigan was expected to send its response to the Big Ten by the end of today. Haven't heard anything yet. But any discipline from league commissioner Tony Petiti was not expected until Thursday at the earliest. The likeliest penalties, including suspension, would focus on Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, Instead of the entire team, that's what sources Harry told ESPN. And I think that's the right punishment. Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, that program, that football team at that university, right? So if you're the head of everything, you have to be responsible for everything that goes down mm-hmm. within your program. Whether you knew or not, it's hard for me to sit up here and say you did not know right. if – you're the head coach of that university of that football team and you know everything that's going on. You're supposed to know mm-hmm. everything that's going on within your football team, your locker room, whether it's with coaches, right. players, uh, administrators. You're responsible for everyone. Uh, but I will say this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see those kids, those yep. young kings. Yep. I don't want to see them punished, right? right? Because some of those guys, this is their last season playing football, mm-hmm. right? And they've been able to make the college football playoffs twice and come up short. They may feel like this is their year to win it. I think they're the most complete team in that, uh, excuse me, in, the, in college football right now. Mm-hmm. And you look at the margin of how they've beaten teams over 360 points to uh, just 60 for their opponents. They're dominating football games in and out. They're playing Penn State this weekend. Right. Well, newsflash for a lot of y'all people, last year when Michigan played Penn State, Michigan rushed for over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy, Ooh. but – Michigan rushed for over 300 yards last year in that, in that matchup. So yeah. if people think that game is going to be close this Saturday, you're out of your mind. Well, at least we know that Penn State has found the forward pass. At least they know what to do with that. <laughs> so that's a victory there for Penn State. I could see this scenario, and this is just me putting it out there. I don't think that Jim Harbaugh has coached his last game. Whatever suspension the Big Ten may impose on him, I could see them waiting until after the Penn State game and imposing a suspension on Jim Harbaugh and then that could be for the rest of the season. You're getting later in the week. Do you really want to throw that kind of distraction as much as this all has been a distraction with Michigan football? But these players have dealt with it. The schedule has helped. They're that talented. You put that together, win-win for Michigan. But I can see going to a big game like this, a noon Eastern time game on the road against Penn State, I could see maybe the Big Ten saying, you know what, we'll let them have this last kind of hurrah whether they win or lose, then at that impose a discipline where I could see Jim Harbaugh 
suspended for the rest of the time. He's going to the NFL next year anyway. He is sick and tired of this when it comes to college football. He never believed he should have been literally blackballed out of the NFL because we saw the success he had the San Francisco 49ers and took the San Francisco 49ers about five or six years to get over the fact that they should not have pushed him out in the first place. He wants back into the NFL. He's had interviews to try to get back into the NFL. Next year is the perfect scenario for him to be back in the National Football League. So I can see the Big Ten imposing a discipline, but maybe waiting until after the Penn State game, then doing it on a Monday, and then that Saturday could be the last game I could see Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of Michigan. Now, this is a big game for both teams, right? This mm-hmm. is a big game for both teams. Bigger and for Penn State because they, they're they the Miami yes. Dolphins of college football. And I don't want people to think I don't have any love for Penn State because I do. Mm-hmm. Right? I've never been to their stadium, the oh. whiteout. That's on my bucket list. You, you got to go. It's, def- it's definitely on my bucket list. Even, even if the game's not a whiteout game, just go. Fantastic place to watch a football game at Penn State. I'm going to do it. I promise, yeah. Fred. I'm going to do it. Don't even wait for a whiteout game. Just go. But I don't think, honestly, that the Michigan Wolverines are going to miss Jim Harbaugh versus Penn State. I do think they will miss him versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I do think they will miss him versus the college fo- in the college football playoffs. Now, sure. not to a massive extent, but still, when your leader's not there, it matters. And you look at that rivalry in Ohio State and Michigan, it's one of the best, if not the best, in college football. And then when you get to the college football playoffs – Yes, everyone is good when you get to that point. So coaching matters and who's at the forefront of things. So I think if they're going to suspend uh, suspend Jim Harbaugh, I think for the rest of the year, I, I wouldn't argue with that. Okay. But allow those young men to go out there and compete at the highest level because they are out there during training camp in that hot sun. They have, we have this thing in Austin. I say we because I was a, a college athlete, mm-hmm. right? Matt drills. Oh, Matt drills are brutal. When you got to get up at, at 3.34 in the, morning in the morning and do those workouts when it's oh. brutally cold outside. and like, yeah. Don't take that away from those young men. Mm-hmm. Don't I, take that away from them. We used to call those in summer camp four days Oof. because you have practice where you have morning conditioning, then back-to-back practices going from the mid-morning into the afternoon. Then you get dinner. Then you have late practices just in shoulders and shoulder pads and helmets. And then you have film study. And then you're hoping that your eyes were closed by 1130 midnight. And then you had to get up at 645 in the morning and do it all over Look, again Freddie, in summer camp. You used to go to class, right? Mm-hmm. After those brutal workouts, boy, trying to keep that head from nodding. Oh, man. no, Trying to hold that neck up strong. Yeah. It, it was rough. It was like listening to a boring sermon in church. There's only so much your, your head can, body tired, uh, yeah. your body weak, all that. Absolutely. There's only so much your, your, your cranium could take but not falling out <laughs> and going to sleep. You're going to hear from somebody who believes that the punishment for Michigan should be that they should be completely having their season taken away from them. You're going to hear that in about three minutes here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But Cole in Nashville at 888-729-3776. He wants to weigh in a Dr. Pepper calling line. And, Cole, what do you think the mis- the punishment for Michigan should be? All right. You find Jim Harbaugh, whatever you want, because he's leaving anyway. Mm-hmm. But Michigan, if you want to do it on an administrative level, they need to play five years in the SEC schedule <laughs> for all their out-of-conference games. <laughs> <laughs> and make it a, don't and not oh, playing and not playing Vanderbilt. No, playing like Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Tennessee, those schools. Yeah, not playing the bottom of the barrel well, in the let, SEC. Let me say this: uh-huh. their 2024 schedule mm-hmm. is already brutal. Don't they open up with UCLA or Man, USC? They got 
they, hold on, I'm trying to pull it up really quick. I know, uh, I know, Ohio State opens up against one of the new teams, uh, USC and UCLA, going to the Big Ten next year. I'll pull it up at some point. Okay, we'll do that. Speaking of what should happen to Michigan, Stephen A. Smith from First Take, he was on Get Up on Tuesday. He says if these allegations, and he believes these allegations are truths more than fiction, he says if that's going to be the case, if you're going to lay down a punishment on Michigan, this is what it should be. The Michigan Wolverines should be banned from the college football playoffs until the investigation is complete. You do not get to go to the college football playoff and rob potentially another institution from getting one of those final four spots. If it is open, the the possibility is open that you may have cheated to get your way there. Um, The college football playoff, Stephen A. Smith hasn't started yet. (laughs) You can't keep them out of something that has not started, and we've only had two playoff rankings involving – Michigan. Now, if you want to say they should not be considered one of the top four teams in the country, uh-uh. Whatever, you, you have to let that process play out. I know people want results yesterday. They want resolutions yesterday. They want answers yesterday. But until we actually know what the Big Ten is going to do, and by the way, we still haven't heard Michigan's response. That was supposed to happen today before the Big Ten makes a statement or a ruling on this on Thursday. But you can't take them away from something that has not happened when it comes to college football playoff and involving Michigan football. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, Jim Harbaugh, whatever you want to do with him and his suspension, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, those young men, I call them young kings. No, give those guys the opportunity to play for a national championship. Now, their 2024 schedule I was talking about, uh-huh. they have Texas, okay, USC, oh boy. Washington, okay, Oregon, uh-huh. And Ohio State. Yeah, which means that Jim Harbaugh will be the Raiders coach next year. He will Lord not be coaching mercy. that team as part of that schedule. Tony in Alabama, what should the punishment for Michigan be if these allegations turn out to be true involving this sign-stealing scandal? They should immediately be banned from any postseason consideration. And here's why I tell you guys this. And I'm sorry, Harry, I respect your opinion. And you understand you're saying about those players there. But if those players benefited from those coaches cheating – they shouldn't be allowed to benefit. And my problem with the NCAA, and I've always had this problem, is generally investigations like this go on for about three years, Mm -hmm. and then they go back and suspend the team, and it's players and coaches who weren't there who pay the price. They've got to get to a point where those who were involved pay the price. Suspending hardball does nothing because you know it's only suspending him on Saturday. He's still in the building Monday through Sunday through Saturday. He's still there coaching. That does nothing. Something has to be done and done now. Look at his record. When did his record start to improve? When the sign stealing started. It's very clear. Now, Uncle Tony, Uncle Tony in Alabama, man, I'm going to call you Uncle. Uncle Tony, mm-hmm. man, I value your opinion. But let me focus. I'm going to focus on 2023. Okay. The Michigan Wolverines have scored 366 points. Their opponents, their total is 60 points. Let me read out the opponents to y'all, ladies and gentlemen. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. That's, Michigan, a, that's a pretty good NIT tournament. Michigan can <laughs> have their worst games and still win all these damn games, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, that's the part that bugs me the most about these allegations. When you're that talented, why would you feel the need to do that? 
Why did you feel the need to engage in a sign stealing to that effect, allegedly, where it felt like it was something out of an FBI investigation trying to find people who were going behind trying to steal government secrets? That's what this is. When it comes right down to it, it's football. There's no reason if you're Michigan Jim Harbaugh to engage in that level of sign stealing because let's not be naive. Plenty of schools do it. Plenty of schools are still doing it. But I've never heard of anybody going to this level. The question is, why would you do that if you were the University of Michigan? And I think sometimes, man, when you you think you're invincible, right? No you doubt. think you're going to be able to get away with things, so you do it at another level because you feel that way. Well, yeah. like Keith Armstrong will say, mm-hmm. our special teams coach, mm-hmm. before every accident, <laughs> there's always a warning. Mm-hmm. It don't get you to it gets you. <laughs> and we'll see if Michigan, what kind of get got will happen to them. Regarding a punishment, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Don't look at Devin that way because he got the bestie with that whole sound effect. Brought to you by <laughs> Samsung, and Samsung is awesome. Let us tell you why. This Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung Bespoke four-door flex refrigerator. Don't say that five times fast. With Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot. Keep weighing in at 888-729-3776. When it comes to what NFL storyline are you paying the most attention to? And when you think about that, Think about who were the worst teams in the NFL, the five that made it from week nine. We bring those ruffians out here next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It is a Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to get to the five worst NFL teams for week nine. And I guarantee you, at least three of us will be upset about the countdown that's going to happen. But real quick, and that's definitely one of them. Real quick, I am appalled. And, and no, you're Harry Douglas. But we got Sam in Virginia joining us at 888 <laughs> Sam, real quick. What second half storyline the NFL you're paying attention to? Hey, hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Sure. I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen with the Packers. Jordan Love showing flashes of talent. The O line's bad. Is Matt Lafleur actually a good coach? Are they going to stick with uh, Jordan Love in the next year? Uh, half the receivers can't catch a ball. I mean, it's just <laughs> the team's in shambles. Other, yeah, I, other than that, he likes to play. I'm huh, Mr. Yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, I would say this about the Packers. Um, they're a young football team, especially offensively. And I think it's going to take a little time. This year is going to be a good litmus test for those guys moving forward. Mm -hmm. But I think when you look at the schedule and the rest of their games, you have to see productivity moving forward with all these guys, including Jordan Love. He's not not absolved 
when I when I make that statement. Well, well, shouldn't the Green Bay Packers have known that going into the season, with based on what you just said and what we just heard from our man of Virginia Sam, shouldn't they have known that going in and saying, "Hey, this is going to be a flip the script kind of year, and we got to exhibit a little bit more patience." than what we've seen from the Green Bay Packers so far involving the quarterback and the youth of that football team. So we shall we, – he's laughing already. So we're just gonna, we see it. you waving uh, your hand, uh, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> we see you waving your hand. We trying to ignore you waving your hand. No, uh, stop stalling. <laughs> we got to get to this list. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget to save. When you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, so quit stalling and visit Progressive.com. It was a bad week for some this week in the NFL. In trouble, sack was the worst of the worst you're the worst you're the worst right now now this is the lower five and we always start with number five so let's get right to it number five those seattle seahawks i think the ravens just scored again it's not that they <laughs> lost 37 to 3 it's how they were dominated by a team that i think is still pretty good in the nfc but, boy, they looked horror awful in the words of Shaquille O'Neal on Sunday in Baltimore versus the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens took him to the woodshed, literally took him <laughs> to the woodshed, gave him a good old beating. Now, get in there and do what I asked you to do. <laughs> and they went on back to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Offense was horrible. Uh, and the defense was not that far behind. Seahawks at number five. Number four. The Carolina Panthers, they can make this list every week, but at least they're not the worst team. But when you allow not one but two pick sixes, to the same guy in Kenny Moore II, who had his six sisters there, including his twin to watch that, Carolina Panthers, ugh, yuck and poo. Yeah, I think moving forward, Bryce Young, two interceptions, the return for touchdowns, bad decisions. He's going to have to get a little better moving forward in his rookie season. Number three. Oh, Lord, I almost failed. The Atlanta Falcons. Not all he lost to the Minnesota Vikings, but they lost to a backup quarterback twice removed. Jaron Hall got the start, was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Joshua Dobbs just got there. Didn't know anybody's name. Started slow and still beat the fighting Harry Douglases of Atlanta. You, me- you-, you remember the commercial? I'm falling and I can't get up. <laughs> oh, man, that, that was bad. I'm not, not going to sugarcoat it. It was bad. The man was learning the snap count on the sidelines. Uh-huh. The man didn't even know his teammate's name. I know. And went out there and balled out, man. I'm falling and I can't get up. And speaking of that, when it comes to number two and number one, both are in the same area. The Giants, (laughs) number two. The Jets, number one. The Giants lost to the Raiders, who just named their coach days before a former Giant Antonio Pierce. And the Jets' offense. They're still searching for it with their quarterback, Zach Wilson, versus the Chargers. The Giants, nothing has been good about this football team. It's like that old Cadobra that doesn't even have an engine. Wow. They don't even have an engine in it. Wow. The were... New York Jets, that football that I had to witness on Monday, oh, wow. my goodness. My eyes couldn't take it. You know what I did? After a certain time frame, mm-hmm. I okay. went to sleep. Mm-hmm. You had a Cordoba, didn't you? I know what my dad did, and he let me drop it once in a while. My pops used to have one. I was going to say, don't leave me out here by myself. Yeah, pops used to have one. (laughs) Don't leave me out here. Come on home with me. Y'all know y'all have Cordobas out there or have family members that listen to you. Come on home with Freddie and Harry. Don't leave us by ourselves. No engine, Dev. No engine, the the Giants. No engine. And believe me, no engine to Cordoba, that was an addition, not a subtraction as far (laughs) as that goes. Who better put up or shut up this Sunday in the NFL? We got candidates that will tell you next from the ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.